Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Joining us now on the overnight crowd from the inner sanctum, we have Jasper Chilipa to help us work our way through some of the AFL preview for the upcoming round. Jasper, welcome. Great to have you again. Hey, Jen. It's always nice to be on. Um, only a month left in the regular season as well. I feel like, I feel like the home away season has come and gone so quickly. I can't believe how quickly the AFL season has gone past. I guess it's a, a marker to me even starting the role here on the overnight crowd was basically a couple of weeks leading into it. So if just... Life's just flown. But anyway, that's a, that's a different story. Round, <laughs> round 23 fixtures have been released. What would you make of them? Well, there's some absolute blockbusters, so it's going to be really exciting. I think they couldn't have done too much wrong with the fixture release as long as they had those really important top four and top eight battles sorted out um, in different time slots, which they, they most for the most part they have done. So um, the contentious one might have been the Carlton and Collingwood Sunday afternoon slot that could attract upwards of 90,000 if there's a top four spot to be played for there um and you know maybe some people want it on a Saturday night but I love I love that Sunday afternoon slot Collingwood already attracted the 82 um so the the 72,000 um against the the Dons and then the the 80 odd thousand um against Carlton in their um clash about 10 weeks ago now so I think there's going to be you know 90,000 plus if there's a lot to play for, which there should be for, for the two sides who are flying at the moment. And we've also seen recently a bit of a habit in the Saturday night, well, the Saturday twilight games giving us some great, great results and great games to watch. Oh, yeah, exactly right. I mean, last week was unbelievable over in Adelaide. Uh, what Port Adelaide was able to produce against Geelong was, was pretty awesome. Um, unfortunately, we don't get a great Saturday twilight one for round 23, Geelong playing um, against the Eagles who won't have much to play for except maybe a draft pick um, in that scenario. They'll be fighting out for the, the wooden spoon against North Melbourne um, it, at GMHBA Stadium there. It's potentially lined up because it's North Melbourne just before, a couple of hours before the Geelong West Coast game starts. So that's the bottom of the table wooden spoon sort of pride, pride section that comes into play for those two. So round 23 kicks off with what should be a blockbuster, Brisbane versus Melbourne. We'll, wait and we'll know by then whether that's being a, a, a top four play out sort of game. So, yeah, great to see the fixtures come out for that. Let's look ahead to the upcoming round now because we know the ladder's gotten close. We've had the draw last weekend. So everything's starting to, to change and hell, it'll change again by the time we have a chance to talk again next week. But looking at the games this week, what do you see as being ones that could shift the eight again? Well, starting with Friday night, I've loved that um, Frio's got a couple of Friday night games in a row. 
uh, and this one at Optus Stadium where you'd expect a, a pretty full um, kind of Optus Stadium there uh, for, for a Friday night clash on its own. I know they had one earlier in the year over in Perth, but that one also was the, the Good Friday kind of um, time slot where they had a game beforehand as well. So it wasn't a standalone fixture on seven um, on free to air against Melbourne, the Rainier Premiers who have been really struggling. Their their lost kind of streak, or where they started to to really stumble, was actually against Fremantle in the corresponding fixture earlier in the year, where they were up by about four goals and they went on to lose by about six or seven goals to Fremantle at the MCG. Now it's going to be a really good hot contest on on Friday night, and the loser of this one could see themselves out of the top four. I know Fremantle is currently looking um, on the outside, looking in in fifth spot, but. You know, they're only two points behind Melbourne in second who have a real chance of being outside of the top four at the end of um, this weekend. Which we just wouldn't have thought in that 10-game streak they had at the start. The other thing to consider for that game is two of what we see as great defensive units coming up against each other in actually wet conditions in Perth. We've got more rain predicted across the West Coast leading into that Friday night game. So it could be another low scorer on a Friday night. Yeah, well, we saw one um, under the roof. There are no excuses for the weather conditions, Frio versus Richmond um, last week. But uh, this one, I I think that kind of makes it a better spectacle in regards to these two teams who are so good defensively. But they have been struggling to score recently. I think you can attribute some of that to Melbourne to um, Tom McDonald being out. And then a lot of it for Frio is just having a second key floor next to Matt Tabernard, who who is fit and healthy. Lob's been out, Tabernard himself's been out. Bias is now going to be out for the next few weeks. So they just need to find some avenues to score. And in the wet, it might actually help them considering their small forward fleet of of guys like Lockie Schultz and and Michael Frederick who are on fire right now. Um, When we head across to Saturday now, Jasper, you've got Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. Collingwood looking for 10 straight. City Swans Giants. uh, You'd think Swans would be in the box seat there at the SCG. St Kilda Hawthorne. St Kilda need the win. Geelong, Western Bulldogs, that could be a belter, and Adelaide versus Carlton. So out of those five games on Saturday, you know, there's there's ones there that will have a shift in the eight and within the eight as well. Yeah, huge ramifications. I think the Swans are a really good chance of making the top four from here. Um, you look at some other fixtures for Collingwood and Fremantle, and they might struggle um, to win all of them going forward. I think Sydney has a really good chance of winning all of their remaining fixtures and actually finding themselves in the top four. I've been holding them all year. Jen, you'll know that better than most, but um, they're actually coming good at the, the end of the season like I'd hoped, and, and I think they're going to make a really good charge for the top four. Um, the one I'll have a, have my eye on on Saturday night, Geelong versus the Western Bulldogs, who themselves are coming into some good form. They usually do this coming into finals, and, and they're a chance, as we know from 2016, they're a chance from anywhere in the eight to win the flag, um, to actually cement themselves in the top eight now. Uh, it's going to be really important. They come up against the best side in the competition right now in Geelong, I think down at GMHBA, that could be one of the games of the year. Yeah, I feel like the Western Bulldogs have set themselves exactly where they like to play from. That idea of yeah. we're already in finals footy. You guys, they, you don't think you are, but we're already in it. Now, you know, we might have been disappointing earlier, but here we are. We're going to just roll through and, and be a threat now. You're exactly right. They love to be the underdogs and they love this um, mentality of just getting some momentum and, and starting to roll and play with real freedom. They've got a midfield that just, you know, heaps goals on you if, if they get ascendancy in the clearances and contested possessions. And with guys like Liberatore, Bontempelli, McRae, Bailey Smith coming back in now, you know, they, they're really formidable and you don't want to come up against them um, in September.
So the game just before them is St Kilda versus Hawthorne. So they'll basically be starting knowing what that result would have been. And St Kilda might be in, in front of them as they play out that game and inside the eight. Yeah, and that's such a danger game for the Saints. They struggled to to get the Eagles um, in that Sunday twilight fixture last weekend. And Hawthorne's been playing some really good footy. We They came up against North Melbourne last week who, you know, they're coming off the best win of the year, obviously their second win of the year. Um, and they just completely smashed it in the first quarter and North didn't get a look into the entire game. So St Kilda's got to be, be playing their best footy to actually maintain touch with the eight here. Um, and I kind of like the Hawks in that fixture. Uh, the other game probably on the Saturday to quickly chat about the one that will finish it up by just because you have the two that clash on the end of Saturday. But Adelaide Crows, who have been competing really well, even though they've been losing in recent weeks, and Carlton, who must have the win again. It, it, I keep saying it, but everyone must have the win. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly Carlton's, despite the win, they found themselves in seventh and they're struggling to maintain touch with that top four what what Carlton really desperately needs, ha- having little finals experience, they desperately need a home final. If top four is out of reach, which it potentially may be after this weekend if they don't get the win, um, they just desperately need a home final. Um, so to have a, an 80,000, 90,000 plus MCG rocking week one of the finals, I think will really help a Carlton side who has very little experience um, in September. The good thing for both Sydney and Carlton is the sense that they're eight points ahead of those in eighth and ninth. So there's, when I say it's must, there is a little bit of breathing room, but there is more to play for, as you've just mentioned. On the Sunday, as we flick across to the fixtures for Sunday, it starts with Suns versus the West Coast Eagles, rolls into Richmond, taking on the Lions. That could be a cracker and Essendon North to finish it off. Yeah, I mean, Richmond-Brisbane will be a fantastic uh, fixture. I think those Sunday... Um, afternoons at the MCG are absolutely beautiful right now. And hopefully the Tigers bring their A game because Brisbane found a bit of form against Gold Coast in the final quarter. That was a really tough bruising encounter. Um, And I think Brisbane will be pretty keen to finish off their season strongly. They've had a big lull in the middle of it. Um, But I think finally they're getting on the right track. They've got a lot of their players back from COVID protocols. um, And now Richmond better be on their A game um, against... Uh, the Tigers, who are coming into this game favourites, funnily enough. I think that's quite interesting in 10th versus 3rd scenario. Um, but maybe that's a bit of disrespect for, for the Lions, who are playing some pretty good footy now. But that's crazy, isn't it? You've got Richmond sitting in 10th. Their last five have gone loss, win, loss, loss, draw, versus the Lions sitting in 3rd and one win away from being on the same points as the Cats in 1st. So they could jump into to 2nd, potentially. Uh, and they've gone loss, win, loss, win, win. They're about, they're chasing th- three in a row right now. Yet Richmond are going in as favourites. Yeah, and it might be a bit of a case of um, the bookies paying respect to Richmond needing to win now, or their season is well and truly over. We've said that for a few teams, but you know Richmond is actually in an elim- elimination final on Sunday afternoon. They have to win that one. And judging by the last couple of days, where you've seen Kane Lambert retire and Matthew Parker head back home as well. Um, it, it feels like Richmond season's almost a little bit done before um, the end of the season right now, but they do have an absolute opportunity on Sunday afternoon to make a statement. And they've got a milestone man uh, involved as well in Shane Edwards. So coming up to 300 grams this weekend, he's from the 2006 draft. And I saw some stats on this and other names from the 2006 draft that have gone over 300 games, Joel Selwood, Travis Boak, Jack Revolt and Tom Hawkins. Not a bad super five going wow. there. 
That's a pretty awesome. That's a pretty awesome company. What a draft 2006 was as well. I know there was a lot to, um, spoken about Boak and Selwood um, as top ten picks last week when they played against each other in the midfield, which was um, a really good battle. But Shane Edwards is such an underrated player from that from that draft class. He's now 33 years old, and you probably expect him to be hanging up the boots and moving into maybe a list manager kind of position. I think that's what he's been angling for um, to finish. Um, or to stay in football after he finishes up his career. He's been just so essential to those Tigers flags and, and been a, a guy next to Dustin Martin who um, has, has flown under the radar a little bit but is just so silky and so good with the ball forward of centre. Um, and I think Richmond fans will know better than anyone how good uh, this guy actually is. And for Richmond, game's record holder. So above him is um, KB on 403, then Rewalk, 321. <laughs> Dyer, 312. Burke, 300 he's going to tie up with. So um, when it comes to the Richmond faithful, this this guy has been doing it for Richmond for a long time. Yeah, he's an all-time great pitch. And I think um, I think Jack kicked six goals in his 300 game. So I'm not sure what he's going to, what <laughs> Shadow's going to have in store for us. But Sunday afternoon, we must, must watch footy at the MCG. Yeah, very, very impressive and joins a fantastic um, list of First Nations players as well to have played over 300 games. So that's a special moment. Uh, they've had the emotion earlier in the week of Kane Lambert's retirement. What's your memories on Lambert and how he contributed to three big premierships for the Tigers? Yeah, well, he kicked the first goal in that romp of um, GLUS in 2019. I remember that one pretty fondly because that was straight out of the gates. of the. It was, it was a centre bounce and within about 15 seconds, the Tigers had their first of about 25 goals on the board that night, um, that day. So yeah, some he's contributed so heavily to their to their success. From the VFL, he made his debut, I think, when he was 23 years old off the rookie list. Um, to be a three-time Premiership player um, is a simply remarkable career, and he, he's you know he's one of those guys you can aspire to be and and to model your game around. If you don't make it in your draft year, um, I think he's a, he's a really inspirational character. I agree with you. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Jasper, thank you for your time and good, enjoy the football this weekend and also enjoy the lack of sleep as you try and keep your eye across the Commonwealth Games <laughs> coming up as well. It's going to be a big 11 days. Yeah, exactly right. What a huge couple of weeks for sport in Australia. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to keep across everything in Birmingham as well. Fantastic. Thanks for your time tonight. Always appreciate you giving your time to the overnight crowd. Catch you later, Jen. Jasper Chelapar, author, editor at the Inner Sanctum, giving us all the rundown for the upcoming round in AFL. Jump on the phone line, one 736 736 Let's continue to chat after this. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.